Alexander Arnold. Henderson. Shakiri, what a beautiful pass! And Jota scores a picture perfect goal. Don't take that away from him. On this episode of Premier League in Pajamas and Injured Ings. And a relegation roundup. dress code is jammies jake the shirts are back we both have we, I, we both had them last week right but we both have them this week yeah <laughs> <laughs> nobody's gonna know because they can't see uh, you look so cute in the um, shirt. you know i was thinking the exact same thing i was thinking <laughs> about me or you about me oh, okay <laughs> yeah. no don't don't get too ahead of yourself it's uh this bronze skin of mine wow. just looks yeah. so good in a nice plain white tee. It's that Colorado... Oh, plain hey there, Delilah. Am I right? <laughs> it's that uh, Colorado sun giving that right. tan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, it was back up to 70 this week. Mm-hmm. But speaking of hey there, Delilah. Hey yes. there, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> hey there, friends. Results from this past match week. Match week seven. It's done. It's in the bag. Finito, if you You will. don't even have it in the bag, you know? Oof. I see no bag. You're bagless. Okay, well, I forgot the actual bag, but the match week itself. Right, yes. It's in the bag. Metaphorically, the match week is in the bag. Yes. And uh, we had some results that were, you know, kind of surprising, and some that were not kind so of surprising. Yeah, yeah, no, and I think that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. You know, that's Thank a general you. recap. Would Would you mind if I just get right into it? I would love it if you did. Oh, great. Please. Um, this shirt has me feeling confident, so wow. I'm ready to dive right in. But so, tell. Friday, Jake. Mm-hmm. We had our Friday game that I forgot about last week. I jumped right beside it. <laughs> I wasn't going to mention it. <laughs> yeah. No, I am. Um, but on that Friday game, mm-hmm. Wolves beat Crystal Palace convincingly. You could say 2-0. Yeah, I didn't. I missed that pick. I kind of cut that off because I was going to say nil, but then I said zero and it kind of turned to a zero. Oh. What do you think about that? We kind of had our coin phrase last no, time. How I, about d- zero? I don't think this is going to be okay, another okay, one of those. Yeah, no, because no, the, the whiskey hasn't had time to talk no, yet, no, so no, no. <laughs> I'm glad you can give me that honest answer. Yeah. So then, Saturday, Jake. Mm-hmm. And I'll be a little bit more precise this time. Man City beat Sheffield. Yep. Chelsea beat Burnley, again, convincingly. And Liverpool beat West Ham And what was kind of a cagey affair, if I'm being honest. Yeah, and that was uh, my surprise pick of the week was for West Ham to pull off an upset. So when they went up 1-0, you know... I felt good. Yeah. Um, Ten minutes in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They scored too early. You know, it happens. That's, that's what happens to the best teams is they score too early. But yeah. Um, I mean, Liverpool had a bunch of chances that they should have uh, found that winner earlier and maybe controversially one got ruled out, but they got the actual winner. So. Yeah. No, I, I get it. Hey, as I, as I said last week, that's Wizards Chess. You as know? you say, multiple weeks in a row. As I say often. Yes. Um, anyway, moving on to Sunday. Yep. Southampton, Aston Villa, 4-3, seven-goal thriller. The seven-goal thrillers are back. Yeah, they, they are back. Uh, maybe a little deceptive. 
It's better than ever. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, the the three came late. Yes. That's for sure. Sixty second minute. It really was third and It was not a close game. No. So. But got Fun. exciting at the seven end. goals. I was on the edge of my seat thinking, are they like can they actually do this? I they couldn't. Yeah. But when Jack Grealish got the third one, I thought, like, what if off kickoff mm. they managed to get another one? That would have been bonkers. It would have been bonkers. Um, it wasn't, though. No. But you know what it was? Was Newcastle 2-1 over Everton. My surprise pick of the week that got a big boost from all the yeah. Everton people missing. Right. But it's kind of surprising nonetheless. Sure, sure, sure. I would say of the surprise picks of the week so far this year, maybe the least surprising. I guess. But but game time-wise. Sure. When I made the when pick, you made the when pick, we recorded the yeah. podcast... Surprising, but yeah, at game when you saw the lineups, it kind of thought, oh, this might not go well for Everton. Right, and and it didn't. Yeah, and it didn't. But you know who went really well for you, me. Because exactly. now uh, I haven't done the math, but I'm sure you're either back in the lead it's or gotta tied. It's got to be close. Yeah. It's got to be close. But uh, then we had an Arsenal victory over Manchester United, and I did miss a point there. Man, you didn't not continue the draw momentum. They just tanked. Yeah. They looked awful. Didn't you pick me United? I, I picked a draw. I thought I picked a draw. We both no, picked I picked a draw because I said the, the pattern. It's an anagram. It's a clue. Right. That they tied Chelsea after beating PSG. That they Oh, you're right. Yeah, I remember that. After beating Leipzig. Yeah, Nick Cage. Yeah. Yeah. And they should have arguably tied if not for a penalty. Sure. You know, and it was terrible. It was a terrible penalty. But that, that was one of the bad, most boring yeah. games that, frankly, I've seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least between two top teams. But moving on, then we had Spurs beating Brighton 2-1. to one. It wasn't pretty, but It was not, but Gareth Bale. He's back. Back on the score sheet. He's back. <laughs> <laughs> I knew what you were going for. Just a little Harry Potter reference for you. <laughs> Nothing to be afraid about. That's made of scissors. <laughs> That's a nice little Thor Ragnarok <laughs> reference for, for those fans who... I'm glad, seen we, Korg. <laughs> I'm glad we can explain this to them. So they well, yeah, not everybody's seen those movies, Jake. Sure. You have to make sure everybody's on the same page. Yeah. And I'm on the same page as you because we both called the Spurs victory in that. You did. So look at us. You were kind of shaky about it, but I was glad that you did. I was, yeah. Um, but then on Monday, Jake, we had a Fulham 2-0 victory over West Brom. Mm-hmm. I picked Mateus, West Brom. Uh, Pereira got Pereira. subbed off early. <laughs> Did not look great. Did not have an impact. I really thought that was, oh, he's a decent player. Yeah. He hasn't performed particularly well. This is an opportunity for him to show why he was transferred. Sure. Did not happen. No. Oh, my goodness. It was terrible. Um, you know, but, hey, you know, that's life. That's how things go sometimes. Mm-hmm. And will he start again the next game? Who's to say? But I won't be picking him as no. my player to watch. Who did I pick? De Bruyne? I think so. He got an assist. He got an assist. Okay. Yeah, it counts. Cool. Uh, but then the last game of the week, Leicester beating Leeds 4-1. to one. We both picked Leicester. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that I saw a 4-1 game coming. No. And it should have been 4-0. Stuart Dallas's goal off the cross that just went into the back of the net was clearly not intent. I mean, sure, you're always sure. taught play it to the back post, yeah. and if everybody misses, it goes in. Yep. But, who could have seen that coming? I mean, it, it should have been not, a not, not Peter Schmeichel. Yeah. Oh, no, that's absolutely true. Or it's Casper Schmeichel. Schmeichel. Casper, yeah. yeah that's Peter. his dad. So. Yeah, no, but I bet he didn't see it. <laughs> I bet he didn't see it coming. <laughs> you weren't wrong. Um, but with that comes Jake, yeah. then our fantasy recap. Mm-hmm. And we are sadly 
Below Once again, average. Below average. Oh no. No, it's tough by one point. But we were always up against it sure. when Lamptey had our highest point total at nine. Wow. Our vice captain and captain, Did Son yeah. and Fernandez combined for six points. And that's, that's only because Son got times two for main captain. Yeah. It was not our best week. Um, but still to come out with I, I was just kind of thinking about this. Fifty two points still, considering that our right back was our highest point total. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not that bad. We had a lot of no. the thing is we had a lot of consistent high I guess ones, what would you call that? I don't know. I, Whatever you would call it between zero and ten and it was high. We had a lot of those. Single digits. Yeah, single digits. They had high single digits. One? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, yeah, that yeah, that old chestnut. Yeah, but Gabrielle had seven, Neto had seven Werner had seven. Calvert Lewin had eight. Thiago Silver was on our bench, but he had six. You know, it's all things considered. Yeah. You get fifty-two out of that. Yeah. I'll take it. I'll take it. The highest was one thirty-one. We were nowhere near that. Then triple captain on Vardy. Smart. Yeah, and that'll happen. They also had Ward Prowse, Grealish. Uh, the The name was Crack FC with a K. Crack. Oh. Yeah. Like Kraken. Maybe. Or, or maybe like yeah. Crack. Cocaine. Cocaine. Okay. Both with a K. Sure. Um, My favorite. Yeah. <laughs> really? Oh. Let's move on. Uh. Okay. Uh, but, look, we're going to look to get back on track. Sure. Next match week. But, while our players didn't necessarily do particularly well. I have a list of players that did do particularly well. Exactly. In the... Smile Mask Team, team of the Week. week. Yeah. Can you remind our listeners about Smile Mask? Well, Jake... Correct me if I'm wrong. I believe that they're an American company that makes masks. They are. And they have a clear front that is non-fog. Mm-hmm. It won't fog up. It will not. With a new design that's a little bit wider. Show more of that smile. Shows more of that smile. Yeah. yeah. And and specifically to help the deaf who need to read lips. Mm-hmm. It's part of the... I mean, it's just... It's something that maybe we overlook in our day-to-day, exactly. but it is very important. Yeah. And if you are socially conscientious, you will check out Smile Mask. Yeah, great company. Um, great models. San Diego, I believe. Great models. Oh, great well. models. Yeah. Check them out on Instagram. Um, yeah. Some handsome and very beautiful people. Oh, yeah. They're gorgeous. Yep. Yeah. Um, but so Jay, moving on, yeah. Get right into it. Who is in the Smile Mask Team of the Week? You can start wherever you want. We have a new formation this week. We do. We have a uh, three, three, four, four, three. three. Yeah. Um, and starting at the not listed goalie position yes. in that 3-4-3. Three, three. We have Casper Peter Schmeichel. Right. Uh, it was a tough week, honestly. <laughs> it was, to find some, for goalies, I guess. Right, for, for goalies specifically. Because what we found was that the goalies that kept clean sheets didn't really do much. Right, and yeah. those that did do a lot... Either lost or conceded a lot, lot of goals, goals or, sure. or lost. Because yeah. we considered Olsen, mm-hmm. uh, Martinez... McCarthy. Or McCarthy, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we settled on Casper Schmeichel. Um, three well, saves. Yeah. I mean, and only that one goal, which we just right. talked about, which was a cross. Yeah. So uh, I mean, he he did well and arguably should have had a clean sheet. Um, but yeah. So starting strong at the back with Casper Schmeichel. Yeah. Do you want to go into our defense? I'd, I'd love to. Please. You did defense last week, I so I'd love to hop yeah. right in. Uh, we have as our left center back eight Nori, I believe is how you say it from Wolves, mm-hmm. who scored. And, again, we talked about this last week, or maybe two weeks ago, but any time a defender scores, it's kind of like you got to put him in. You know, he not only had a great <laughs> yeah, game Yeah, most of the general, time, yeah. 
Um, for instance, spoiler alert, we left Lamptey out, who scored. But uh, Eight Nori played great mm-hmm. and definitely deserved a spot on the team on top of his goal, capped with a goal. Uh, same goes for Kyle Walker from Man City, our right center back, who... Who's the winner. The winner. Yeah. I mean, what more can you ask for? Assisted by your player to watch Kevin yep. DeBoer. <laughs> yeah, and then lastly, at our central center back, mm-hmm. we have Gabriel from Arsenal, who questionably escaped a red card only, only because and we talked about this as it happened mm-hmm. if he wasn't on a yellow that was probably a yellow card offense his foul on Rashford sure. but didn't get the red and was just a monster at the back yeah. I mean not only with the clean sheet but by far Arsenal's best defender and not only my but your opinion as well because we combine insights for this team a consensus a consensus oh my goodness will. yeah who would have thought awesome. but Jake Tell us about the midfield. You know what? I will. And we have more than usual. We have four. We do. Um, holding that midfield together, we have Thomas Partey. And, and uh, Oh my gosh, he was so yeah, good. And yeah. he really just bossed that uh, midfield during that game and really held that Arsenal team together. You know, uh, Roy Keane compared him to Patrick Vieira after the game. Wow, which that is... A, that's high praise. Early. That's high <laughs> praise. Like, I, I don't disagree... With Roy Keane, that sure. I wish he was on United's team. I don't know why they didn't try to go for right. him with the release clause. He looked so good. He mm-hmm. ran the midfield on his own. He didn't need anybody else. Yeah, no, it was a dominant performance, and uh, obviously didn't show up on the score sheet or. But sometimes you don't have to. and you don't have to. Yeah. Um, that's what we're showing here, and he really just had a fantastic game. And uh, like I said a couple podcasts ago, uh, it's exactly what. Arsenal needs yeah, yeah, we we agreed on that. He oh, okay. Was one of our top. We agreed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, we did. So uh, okay. <laughs> continuing on, uh, we have Mister Ward Prowse who oh, had two three kicks, yeah, goals in the first half. They were gorgeous. Yeah. He might be the best set piece taker in the Premier League. He is. I would. I would have to say, um, yes. I, I mean, I, like, off the top of my head, like you can't foul Southampton around your 18 because the ball will be in the back of the net. He is so confident. Mm-hmm. He is so good. And I said this last week is, will he become more than just a great set piece taker? That's kind of what people go back so. and forth on. Mm-hmm. I mean, set pieces aside, he also had a stellar game. Mm-hmm. Stellar performance. Yeah, he really did. So. Um, moving right along, we have Yuri Tielemans, uh, the Belgian international mm-hmm. on Leicester, who had two goals. Um, yeah. Maybe benefited a little bit that Vardy was off the field when that penalty happened. Right. Um, but other than that, played well. And uh, looked just great paired up with Vardy in those attacking yeah, movements. Jamie Madison. I mean, that's, yeah. And Harvey Barnes. Yeah. yeah. No, he's... It, they all look great, to be honest. Anybody that played FIFA 16, 17 knows he's a legend. You know, <laughs> just from Anderlecht. And he's... It's, it looks like he's starting to fulfill his potential, which is exciting. Yeah. And, I mean... There was a good amount of hype when he came to the Premier League. Didn't, didn't Monica, initially yeah. live up to it, but now he is. And mm-hmm. I love it. Um, and then our last midfield player is uh, Hakeem Ziyech, who had a goal and an assist um, for Chelsea and just looked like that creative wizard that we saw at Ajax for a couple of years. Yeah. You're a wizard, Hakeem. Uh, okay. <laughs> I set you up for that. Yeah, you I? did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, just really looked great out there for Chelsea and set up Timo Werner on that one goal and had a goal of his own and found his way into our team of the week, Brent. 
Yeah, no, he absolutely did. And as did the next three. Yeah, our attackers. Uh, starting with Callum Wilson, a two-goal performance and a crucial victory over Everton. Say what you will. Jake, you kind of gave me a rolled eyes look there, as if maybe... Oh, he's not my favorite player, but I know. he did, yeah, he did well. Yeah. yeah, no, but he played well. It was a big result. You know, missing players for Everton or not, that's a big result for Newcastle. Uh, we also have J- uh, Vardy. Jaime Vardy. Jaime. Who recently had a party. Jaime. Oh, he's been having a party all year. <laughs> a goal and an assist in his yeah. last game. And then lastly, we had Mitrovic as our left forward. Mm-hmm. And he had two assists for Fulham in their 2-0 win. And frankly, I mean, he just looked great. Was the thing. I mean, I know it's West Brom. No, I get that. But he looked great. What I'm pissed about. Tell me. Is all these strikers just trying to be like Harry Kane. The assist, yeah. And get this. <laughs> Danny Ings last week. Yep. Now Mitrovic. Oh. It must be tough for you as a Spurs fan. So to tough, watch. yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's tough. They're, they're definitely cramping <laughs> the style. Frankly, imagine how tough it is for Harry Kane. I know, he's probably pissed. Yeah, I, I know. I, I'm pissed. Really? Yeah, You're right, pissed? Yeah, I'm pissed right now. On live podcast? On live podcast. Oh my I'm goodness. Livid. Um, and he is in Dusen. And he is in Dusen. Coming from that, though, we had James Ward-Prowse in our team of the week. But one of the biggest headlines, Jake, an injury to Danny Ings. Yeah. Which I just referenced his performance last week. Yeah. Or the week before. And uh, even what, scored what, in the yeah. game against Villa. Yeah. And then got subbed off for that injury. What what a blow for a, a sharp West or sorry, a sharp Southampton team that just really does look great. Yeah. No, it's it's tough. Uh, he's projected out until mid December, subject <laughs> to being longer. Uh, scans weren't bad. Right. You know, but still a month out isn't great for Southampton. Yeah. Um Jake, I just you, you kind of started to say something, but I just wonder what do you, what do you think the implications are on Southampton season because he is their creative and goal scoring force in the team. Yeah, I know. In the Golden Boot race last year, we've talked about him a lot already on the podcast mm-hmm. as being a solid player, and this could be tough for Southampton. It will be, and losing one of your marksmen up top like that and a marquee player overall is going to be tough for any team. Um, but for a Southampton team who has been outperforming what everyone kind of saw coming yeah. this season, I think they're going to drop down to where everyone thought they would mm-hmm. be. And that's going to be mid-table, which uh, I know they were in a relegation battle a little bit last year. Yeah. Um, but kind of survived um, towards the end. But I, think, I don't think they're going to be anywhere near that this year. I think they're going to be solid mid-table team the entire season. Uh, I, th- I thought they had a potential to be like seven or eight. Yeah. Uh, looking how they were playing uh, the couple, first couple of weeks, but uh, it's going to be a real telling tale um, this next few weeks as he's out. If they can uh, scavenge a few points off their ne- next games, they're playing Newcastle, Wolves, Man United, Brighton, and Sheffield, which. All things considered, not the worst schedule Two to have. Two tough ones. Newcastle right. iffy, but Brighton Sheffield are down near the relegation zone. I mean, it's and early, they, but still. They should, based on their form, at least be getting a point from each. Well, that's the thing. is, I think what we saw this week against Aston Villa, and I know it was late, the goals that were conceded, but they mm-hmm. still conceded three to Aston Villa. Mm-hmm. They really rely on a high goal-scoring output. Yeah. And I think that's where... I think the international break helps a lot because that's just a free week no games 
where Danny Ings gets to recover, and I think that's great because it reduces their opportunity to lose points, as if they mm-hmm. you know could have had another game in there. But I definitely think they will lose some points that maybe they would have gotten before. Uh, but yeah, like you said, I think they'll be fine from relegation. I mean, it's not like they're going to tank. No, no, no. And he's out. They don't have another striker like him, but they do have a good amount of forward players right. that can create those goals. Che Adams, uh, Romeo. And well, he's more of a CDM, but yeah. Romeo? Oriel Romeo is like a CDM. <laughs> CM. Okay. But well, James Ward Prowse. But he's creative. Nathan Redmond. Yeah. yeah. They're all creative, is my point. Right. Um, so I don't think they're going to be lacking the goals. Maybe, sure. Maybe lacking that key finish from a Danny Ings type player. That's what I'm worried about. Yeah, but they're going to be creating those uh, chances at least. Right. Yeah. So it's if anything, it's an opportunity for Che Adams to step up. Sure, yeah. And prove that he deserves to Which be Which he, he's been doing so, great so far. Yeah, this season, he's, he's so a solid I, striker. I don't doubt that he can step up to that role. No, sure. 100%. I guess, yeah, I, I guess what I worry about is... Newcastle is a big game for them. Mm-hmm. First game without just in terms of where those teams will most likely be finishing in the table. You right, Southampton's in fifth right now with a record of four wins, one draw, two losses, thirteen points. Uh, you know, it's it's still relatively early in the season. Not early days, but still no, relatively early, early in the season. But what I worry about is while not necessarily it's the most difficult next five games with him out, assuming it doesn't go longer. Their teams outside of Manchester United and Wolves who shouldn't be competing with them, Newcastle, Brighton, Sheffield. Well, Sheffield's underperforming this year. Yeah. Those are the teams that they're kind of competing with for those mid-table finishes. And you don't expect Southampton traditionally to pick up a win against Wolves, against Manchester United. Who knows what could happen? No. Wolves and Man United, not in great form. But the Newcastle game, the Brighton game, the Sheffield game, that's where I worry if they drop points. Those are the teams that they need to pick up points against and where yeah. Danny Ings is huge for them. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess I'm more concerned that I don't know that they can afford to lose those three games. I don't know that they will. Going, I, but, yeah, I but, don't think they will. Yeah, I, I don't think they will either. But even if they drop four points from those games, mm-hmm. you know, a loss and a draw, kind of, or, or two draws, or or whatever, um, I worry that they're not going to pick up points from Wolves and Manchester United without him, which maybe they shouldn't have been expected to anyway. It's it's the more contesting games, like I said, the Newcastle, Brighton, Sheffield games, mm-hmm. where I get worried that if they drop points, that's that's their competition for mid-table, lower mid-table finishes based yeah. on previous seasons. So I think while it's not the worst run of games that he could be out for, they have huge implications on the rest of the season because those are the teams that they're competing against. Yeah, and it's not like it truly matters where right. they finish from like 7 to 12, uh, which I think is where they're going to fall. It's somewhere between 7 and 12 at the end of the season. Um but yeah, those are the teams that they're going to find around them at the table. And I could see them getting a point from every single... Like, possibly, they could, in each one of those games, they could tie any of those teams. I don't dis- I, yeah, I completely agree. I was going to say, I don't yeah. disagree, but I'm going to rephrase to well, I completely thank you. agree. <laughs> thank you. Um, and like we said, we expect them to tie or get more than that from maybe Newcastle, Brighton, yeah. and Sheffield based on their form. Um, Newcastle's playing pretty well right now, though. That that that's gonna be a good game this weekend. I think um, it, I think that'll be a sneaky good game. Yeah. This week, where 
obvi- and, and obviously we'll get into this like we always do towards the end of the podcast. Everton United, City, Liverpool are going to get the headlines. But that's a really big game. Yeah. Southampton, Newcastle. And both coming off good performances. Yeah. 100%. Uh, which is similar to what we saw this previous week when we had that tough choice. Yeah. With uh, was Villa versus Leeds. Leicester no, versus Leeds. Villa versus... Villa played Southampton. Villa versus... That, that was a tough one, yeah. Villa versus yeah. Southampton. Yeah, where we because said... Because Villa's tough yeah, yeah. kind of games, and then Southampton looking good. Um, but I think it's going to be a similar sort of thing, where both these teams look like they could come away mm-hmm. with points. Um, it can go either way, um, which is probably a situation where I'd say maybe they could... They're going to draw, but uh, yeah. we'll get to that. Yeah, no, uh, and, and obviously we have things to discuss over the coming weeks. It's definitely something to factor in going forward as we make our picks mm-hmm. over the next few weeks to remember Southampton are without Danny Ings, yep. their talisman, their goal scorer, rel- arguably their leader uh, from the front line. Yeah, um, definitely. So, so it's going to be interesting to see how the other players pick it up. But speaking of teams they're playing... Brighton, Sheffield, Jake, we're going to give a little relegation roundup this week, a little recap of what's going on for the bottom three, bottom five, and right now what we see of all teams, Burnley, at the very bottom, one point. Yeah, shocking, actually. They have a game in hand, granted, um, but they are zero wins, one draw, five losses with a negative nine goal differential. Not great. Not ideal. No. For sure. But above that, equally surprising, Sheffield. Seven games played, zero wins, one draw, six losses with a minus seven goal differential. Tough. And then lastly, in 18th, we have West Bromwich Albion. Seven games played, zero wins, three draws, four losses with a minus ten goal differential. And, Jake, I just want to get your thoughts in general, Burnley and Sheffield. At the beginning of the season, definitely not two teams that we would have guessed. I mean, again, we, we said this many times, Sheffield we projected to drop. Right, like, not they were that far. One, but not that far. Yeah. Um, and Burnley, not the most exciting team out there, but we expect them to pull off some They're draws. They're still a solid Premier League right. team. Yeah. Some draws and a win here and there, but mm-hmm. these three teams have not gotten a win. Yeah. And it's shocking, and which I guess West Brom is less shocking than the other two. But Brent, I wanted to pose a question just as you were listening. Talk to me, Sugar. Which of these three teams do you think will get their first win first? Ooh, that's kind of an interesting question. And if um, you'd like me to go over their next games each. Well, that's the thing is I know West Brom plays Tottenham. Yes. They play Manchester United and then play Sheffield. And their next three games, which, yeah, kind of tasty. Yeah. Uh, Sheffield play Chelsea, then West Ham, then West Brom. And Burnley play, let's see here, they play Brighton, Hove, and Albion. Brighton and Hove, Albion. I keep doing that. You keep doing that. Uh, Crystal Palace and Man City. So what I will say, the most likely, I actually think, and this was actually going to be one of my picks for this week, was Burnley to beat Brighton. I was just about to say that. Um, um, you, looking at those next couple of weeks, I think 
That's their best bet. That's their best chance. And I, for that reason, I kind of feel like they're sellout because it's not like they have bad players. They don't. Nick Pope and goal is a great goal. I yeah. mean, he's one of the England top three goalies. I mean, he, he goes on their international breaks every time between Eric Peters. Uh, trying, McNeil? Right? Gundonson is good. Robbie Brady's a pretty decent player. Chris Wood is a decent striker. Jay Rodriguez. Uh, I mean, they have good players. It has been astounding how poorly they've done. And so I, I feel like Burnley would be the most likely to pick up a point. Mm-hmm. Again, keep in mind that their losses are to Chelsea, Tottenham, Newcastle, which, iffy, but Southampton and Leicester. I mean, they haven't had an easy run, and then they tied West Brom. So... They arguably, you know, for their performance levels, should have beaten West Brom. Sure, sure, yes. But it's not like their losses are all that bad. They've had a tough run to start the season. Um, So they would be my most likely to pick up points. And the thing is, it doesn't really get any easier for them. Their next five games, Burnley's, are Brighton, Crystal Palace, City, Everton, Arsenal. (laughs) I mean, no rest for the weary. No, no, not at all. Um, so I guess piggybacking off of that question, yeah, of these three teams, do we see any of them ending up at the end of the year in the relegation zone? Well, I think West Brom is an easy shot okay, that, for relegation. Okay, that's what I was going to say. You know, um, I think as the season goes on, we'll probably see it normalize a little bit. You expect probably Fulham to drop down right. because at four points through seven games, a win, a draw, five losses, and a minus seven goal differential. Yeah. I'm a bit surprised that Brighton is also down there with five points after seven games played. One win, two draws, and four losses. Which, in many of their games, they don't look bad at they all. Don't. That's a, it's, they're not a bad team. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think they'll drop, but no. it's been surprising to see them fall. Um, but, uh, again, it's relatively early in the season. Manchester United, West Ham are also down there with seven and eight points, respectively. Right. Um, not that... Manchester United or West Ham or anything to shout about recently based on how they're playing, but you think over the course of the season, well, they might not be obviously like top six contending. No. They're going to be relatively back to normal. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I guess that's the thing is, Jake, who do you think is most likely to rise out of the relegation zone and who do you think is most likely to fall into the relegation zone? Um, so for most likely to rise up, I think yeah, I think they're gonna get a couple of solid results in the next few weeks. Um, some less surprising than others, um, but I think they're gonna get a point or two off of those big games that they have, um, and maybe win one against Brighton this week. Yep, and uh, that will bring them up. And I think West Brom will continue to struggle and they'll stay down. Um, who, if I'm not asked, is seventeen, sixteen, fifteen? Who is 17, 16, 15? Mm-hmm. 15 is Manchester United with oh. a game in hand at seven points. I don't think they're going to drop Two wins, one draw, three losses, minus four goal differential because right. of that thrashing at Tottenham. Yep. Or two at Tottenham. Yeah. Old at, Trafford. At Old Trafford. Yeah. Uh, 16 is Brighton, like I said, five points after seven games played, and 17th is Fulham, four points after seven gotcha. games played. So I'd say, in my opinion, I think Fulham are most likely yeah, to drop. Yeah, I have the which same. You, you yeah. mentioned a little bit earlier. Yeah. Um, they have some of the pieces attacking, uh, but I just—it's a tough year for the Premier League in yeah. terms of competition. It's 
really competitive. It is, surprisingly. Yeah. So. That's why I thought Areola was such a big mm-hmm. pickup for Fulham. I said that at the start of the season. Um, and and again, I mean, they, they had a big result at the weekend, um, beating West Brom 2-0. That was their first win. It was their first win. But, against a team we think is going to be relegated. But that's my point, is that yeah. they need to beat the teams that we think should be below them if they're going to have any chance of staying up. You know? And so... Yeah. My uh, thing is... I look at Fulham, and then I look at the rest of the Premier League, and I can't think of three teams that will be below them. Oh, yeah, no, it's it's tight. Yeah. For sure, especially with the way that some teams are overperforming. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's definitely a tight call, but I kind of have the same thing as Burnley most likely to rise up. Sure. Uh, falling in, I said Fulham, but I also said Manchester United. I think they're kind of going through some turmoil right now. I don't know that Ole has the dressing room right now. Okay. And I'm not necessarily saying that they're going to stay there for a long time, but over no. the next few weeks, I could see them only getting you know, 10, 11 points over their next hmm. four games or so. All right. And I don't know what the rest of the relegation zone is going to do, but I could see them possibly getting into that territory where it's like, oh, alarm bells are ringing. Um, I, not that they're going to stay there all season. like Not like they're right. going to get relegated, but just I wouldn't be surprised if you see them get even closer to that margin. And uh, I'm going to put you on the spot. Sure. You're going to make your seat a little hot. It's toasty. My buns are toasty. And I'm going to link this to my question, which is, is Ollie on the hot seat? 100%. Okay. Especially, look, we're recording on a Wednesday, so Champions League happened today. They lost to Istanbul, whatever it's called, Begashir, or whatever it is. We're not going to pronounce yeah. that. Um, I think he's on the hot seat for his own... He's putting himself on the hot seat. Uh, just sure. with his decision-making, yeah. with his no, tactics, absolutely. his subs, uh, playing favoritism. I think he's putting himself on the hot seat. But I personally... I know a lot of Manchester United fans are only out. I'm not. I think the issue is... Greater than that, higher up the table. Um, Ed? Ed, the Glazers, everybody. Sure. And, and not to get into it, because, again, it's not a right, Manchester right. United podcast, but what I will say is we saw it with Mourinho, mm-hmm. where he wanted players and didn't get them. He got Lukaku, but outside of that, he wanted other players like Ivan Perisic, didn't get them. We're seeing it again with Oli, where he wanted wingers. He plays a system with wingers, where now it's like the board gave him Cavani... Van de Beek, and two teenagers and said, have at it. And yeah. it's just not a system. I mean, he didn't get... Even Perisic was linked with United again this past window. Sancho was linked. Sancho, they didn't get, they didn't get Holland in January. I mean, it's just... Yep. He's putting it... But the thing is, the board isn't helping him, but he's putting himself in a position to fail with his team selection, with his choices. So it'll be interesting to see yeah. what happens. But I wouldn't be surprised if you see sack talk come from if they lose at Everton this weekend. Yeah, and I mean, I have to agree with you with everything you said. Um, So, very pessimistic on your outlook that you think they're going to go down next few weeks. It almost seems like he's lost the dressing room a little bit. And and not in a bad way, but but I look at, and again, we have the Champions League today. This is a Premier League podcast, but I will say Van de Beek was playing great. Played really well, but he subbed him out for Pogba. And it's almost as if he sat there saying, I have to put Pogba in. I can't take Fernandez out. No, Fernandez did not play well. But he sat there saying, I have to take somebody out yeah, which, for, for, so I can sure. put Pogba in. 
So he took on Van de Beek. Which is ironic because he took off Fernandez over the weekend when he should have taken off Pogba. Right. But anyways, uh, I just wanted to get your opinion on that because, you know. The thing is, I feel... I feel very calm about it sure, for some reason sure. because I'm just so used to it. The, the yep. managerial turnover has happened so much in the past yeah. few years. I don't want another. That's why I'm not only out. I don't want another managerial turnover. Like That's fair. Yeah, I, I just don't want to go through the same cycle again. Mm-hmm. But uh, I also feel like if the team continues to do poorly, and the thing is, it would be one thing if the team was doing poorly and he was making good choices and the players just aren't turning up for him, which they're not. But he's also making terrible choices in right. team selection, so it'll be interesting. He's not to see not that helping himself. But speaking of which, because that's looking forward. Please, let's move on. Match week eight, Jake. We have our pickums to do. We we do. And Jake, I missed a day last time, and I was wondering. Just talk to me. Would you be interested in reading off the games this time? Because oh I've done that a lot. In fact, I, I think that. every time, and I just I like to take a back seat. Yeah. Hey, hey maybe I can do. The previews. Yeah. Because I know you like to do the recaps. Yeah. So I'll do the previews from here on out. Um, and I won't miss any days. So. Wow. Because I'm not a silly idiot face. Well, don't promise something that you might not be able no, to No, I, I can keep it. Okay. 100%. Okay. Also, something we talked about last week. I said that uh, in the first half of the West Ham-Liverpool game, that Antonio, Antonio was going to have yeah. a brace. He, unfortunately, was injured. Right. <laughs> Didn't actually make the game. So, uh. You were never in doubt. <laughs> so. yeah. I felt very comfortable <laughs> on that bet. Yeah. So we are going to start with Friday, November 6th. Two games. Two games on Friday. Yeah, big. So uh, strap in. Your work week is going to end a little earlier this time. Ooh. Ooh. So uh, starting at noon 30. Nice. Nice. Eastern time. Uh, Brighton versus Burnley. So kind that, of an interesting one. Does this mean you have to go first now? Yeah. Oh my goodness. It's unbelievable. I liked isn't this it? a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jake, I have a draw in this game. Okay. Uh, I know I said earlier I wouldn't be surprised if Burnley picked up the win. Sure. Uh, of all the three relegation, mm-hmm. you know, threatened teams to this point this early in the season, but I am going to pick a draw in this team because the last time Burnley played a relegation, you know, level side. Yep. They tied. So I'm going to pick that again. Um, I'm going to pick this as a turning point for Burnley. Okay. They're going to get the win here, and they're going to so. get themselves out of relegation yeah. zone, and they're never going to look back. I would take a one-point minus to you and pick them if that happens, because I hope it happens. Sure. I'd like to see Burnley turn the corner. Uh, me as well. Uh, next, at 3 p.m. Eastern time, we have Southampton versus Newcastle. And I'm going to pick a Newcastle victory in this one. Again, okay. no Danny Ings. Again, no, I get that. tight contest between two sides, like we were saying, that should be competing for their place in the league. But I'm going to have a Newcastle victory in this one. I'm actually going to pick a draw for this one. Okay. So we've differed in our first two, which is fun. because We don't do that often. We don't. Sometimes yeah. we're very in sync on these, um, which leads to not a big point score. Yeah, but like, I'm Justin Timberlake. And I'm anyone else in that group that I don't know. (laughs) So yeah, uh, I think they're going to struggle a little bit without Danny, but I think they're going to find a way to draw. Yeah, I mean, they're still a solid team. Oh, they they definitely are. So moving on, uh, on Saturday, November 7th, early in the morning for us here. Yep. But 7.30 Eastern, we have Man United at Everton. And Jake, it's at Goodison. It is. And United have a really hard time at Goodison Park. 
Mm-hmm. And because of that reason, I'm going to pick an Everton win in this game. I think United um, really need a win. Sure. I just don't trust them to get it. Okay. Um, I'm going to keep on this draw, draw momentum. <laughs> and I'm going to pick a Coin draw. It. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, you know, Man United... Uh, yeah, it's a toughie, isn't it? Is, it is, because... My thought was, you know, they had a bad game over the weekend. They're going to look good over Champions League and then look bad over the weekend again. They look, they look bad in Champions League. So I think this might be their, you know, bounce back because, you know, it's been a little bit of a roller coaster. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm going to draw. I don't think they're, they're going to bounce back too much. And Everton, you know, had a couple guys out last game, but I think they're going to get them back and look fine. They pull out a draw. Sure. Uh, moving on. At 10 a.m. Eastern, we have Leeds going to Selhurst Park against Crystal Palace. And this is actually another kind of cagey one that sure. maybe you wouldn't think. I'm, I actually have a draw in this Okay. One. I think both teams can score. That's fair. That's, Definitely fair. Yeah. I have a Leeds win. Okay. I was close to picking mm-hmm. that. I want you to know that. Um, they kind of looked like they had the opportunity to score a couple times last week and didn't really find the net. Um, and those attacks, and I think that's going to change. And I think they're going to convert those chances. Um, if you watch the very, which I'm not sure you did, but the very beginning of their game against Leicester, Leeds. No, I did. Um, when Bamford should have scored in the first yes. minute, um, it didn't. That might have changed the whole outcome of the game. Who knows? But I think they're going to come out firing. Um, moving on to Sheffield versus Chelsea. Um, is that Stamford Bridge? Jake, I was tempted to make this my surprise pick. Okay. But I'm not. Oh, you're not. Because Chelsea's rolling. Okay. They're doing well. Five clean sheets in a row. Sure. Sheffield can't score. I don't see it happening here. I think Chelsea win. I was really hoping you would take it because I think it's a clear Chelsea win. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Cool. I would have been a fool. I'm glad, I'm glad we're in agreement here. here. Uh, and then next we have West Ham versus Fulham at 3 p.m. Eastern. And I'm going to take a West Ham victory in this one. I am also going to take a West Ham victory mm-hmm. just because I don't trust Fulham at That's all. That's the thing. is a Part of me wanted to say a draw, but I sure. I don't have a lot of faith. That, I mean, they came off a... That's a big result for them to beat West Brom Tuesday. Right. But I don't think they can do the, the double win and the double take points away from the West teams. Okay. West Brom... West Ham. I understand what you're yeah, saying. No, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you get it. So, so I, uh, <laughs> that's yeah. fun. West Ham. Oh, oh, that's fun. West Ham. <laughs> Ooh, tough. I have to wake up at 5. Yeah. Yeah, that's a bummer. So, Sunday, November 8th, at 7 a.m. Eastern time. Yeah. Uh, we have West Brom versus Tottenham. And, uh, Brent, I have noticed that we're going into the last day of games, and neither of us have picked our surprise pick of the week, so I'm worried that we had the same one. Jake, you're going to be even more surprised because... Wee, wee, wee. Oh, it's right here. It's right here. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to take... And only because it's the two teams that are playing a draw. A draw. That's fair. Between West Brom and Spurs. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. At the Hawthorns. Mm-hmm. I actually... I, I don't know why. The last time I made the siren sound, I mean, the mixer board... The mix... Yeah. Professionally done. Made highly paid... Sound. Audio technician. Uh, it worked out. I'm going to go for a draw West Brom. Sure. Spurs. And I, I don't blame you because we could draw pretty much anyone. Well, I mean, if you're going <laughs> to lose in the Europa League to, what's their name? Antwerp. Yes. Yeah. You can draw West Brom. Yeah. We're not going to talk about Away. that. Yeah. Um, and it was, well, that was last it was, it was last nine changes from our Premier League 
game. But I yeah, I will say I also think I know what your surprise pick is gonna be, and I definitely thought about it. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, but but let's get past that because we still gotta get there. Sure. I'm interested if, if you actually do know. I'm just gonna say it. I think us and Villa are similar. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, he does. Yeah. But that's not till later because next is 9 a.m. Eastern time. We have Leicester versus Wolves. So again, KG. I'm gonna pick Leicester though. I'm also gonna pick Leicester. But I can see this one being a lot closer, like a two-one. Sure. Uh, I can see it being that. I just. I don't trust Wolves enough. Um, they're well, they're very yeah. spotty here and there. I mean, um, they are in sixth place with 13 points. Currently, sure. And Leicester's in second with 15. So I'm, I'm just saying it's not like... I mean, I realize it's early in the season, but it's not like they're completely... Uh, Wolves are completely underperforming. You know? No, that's true. Um, I just I think Leicester have shown more stability I and agree. consistency, yeah. even with some... Uh, Injuries in their lineup, and I think they're gonna get past Wolves on this day. So coming up, probably the game of the week. It is. It is. It is. Yeah. Okay. Just want to make sure I wasn't. That's the thing. Is there are a lot of good games this sure. week, though. Everton I'm United, excited. Uh, Leicester Wolves, City Liverpool, and even like we were saying that Southampton Newcastle yeah. game will be a good game, I think. So anyway. I'm just glad I don't have anything going on this weekend. Yeah. No, me. Either. So I get to watch all these. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, Liverpool goes to the Etihad mm-hmm. and uh, plays Man City. And that's at 11.30 Eastern. And uh, Brent, what do you think is going to happen? I have Man City winning this game. You do? Yeah. Um, I, I was tempted to pick a Liverpool victory. Sure. I wasn't going to pick a I don't think it'll be a draw. Right. Um, I think you'll see a victor come out of this game. However, Man City are great going forward. And I just think the loss of Van Dyke. I know that they performed fine over the weekend, that they've done all right without him so far. Right. I just think Man City takes advantage. They capitalize. I think Pep Guardiola will have their guys ready to go. Sure. And especially at the Emirates, I think they get it. So I have the advantage of seeing them play this midweek in the Champions sure. League, and they looked stellar. Diola Jota's playing amazing. Sure. And they just dismantled it. Atalanta, who yeah. has been a pretty impressive team so far. Yeah. Um, so for that reason, I actually have Liverpool. Okay. So I'm glad that we I like when we disagree. Yeah, it's yeah, fun. No, it's, it's good. Um, now and should we set the siren off really quick for you? Sure, you're way better at sound. Wee-oo, oh, wee-oo, wow. wee-oo. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I could do that. No, you can't. No, I can't. Um, so yeah, last game of the week. No Monday games. No Sad. Monday games. Um, we have Aston Villa going to Arsenal. and two thir- or 2.15 Eastern. Exactly. Yeah. And it has been spoiled. It is my surprise pick of the week. And Jake, it was almost mine. That's sure. why I had a feeling it was going to be yours. Yeah, so I think Villa, you know, they had a tough couple. Of, I mean, they looked fine against, yeah. at the very end, um, last weekend, getting those late goals. But they've had a tough couple games overall. But I think they're going to bounce back here, and they're going to surprise uh, an Arsenal team who doesn't look incredibly sharp. Yeah. I mean, no. sure they beat Man United. But. And that's fair. I'm going to go with an Arsenal victory in this yeah, one. Yeah, no, it's fair. Uh, it's which is, fair. I feel like, the rational choice. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I think it's pretty straightforward. And, Jake, that also kind of transitions me into player to watch. And for me, that's Aubameyang against Austin Villa. I think okay. he got off the score sheet finally against me. I know it was a penalty, <laughs> but he got off the score sheet finally. And sure. I think you see him exceed... The one goal performance. I could see him getting two or a goal and yeah. an assist in this game against Villa. 
And I don't know who they play Thursday in the Europa League, yeah. but I think we could probably see him score again in the Europa League. I wouldn't be surprised. And continue that uh, little chain, chain of scoring. Bottle of ketchup. As uh, some people have been known to say. I'm frustrated that I've been saying that for a long time, and now there's a coach that said bottle of ketchup. Was that uh, Eintracht Frankfurt? I believe so. It was, yeah. uh, was, was it? It's a German team. It was a German team. 100%. And he referenced a bottle of ketchup where... Oh, you know, you push and you push and you push, nothing comes out, and then once you get the goal, it all flows out. No, that makes sense. Once you get to the win, it all flows out. I've been saying that for years, and it's just frustrating because they must have been listening to the podcast or something. They, they really must have. And you know what? I just did a fact check on myself, and it's Schalke. Schalke. Um, the manager for Schalke. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so... So who's your player to watch? So my player to watch, um, obviously we skipped over this game, and I forgot to mention it. Uh, but it's Hakim Zayak against... Did you not talk about Chelsea? What do you mean you skipped over Sorry, it? Sorry, uh, I didn't mention oh, it when oh, we talked. Oh, I see. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I always forget about that. But whatever. Uh, against Sheffield, who's been struggling. Yeah. And we both think they're going to win. Or uh, Chelsea's going to win. And I think he's going to probably at least assist once, which that'll come up in a little bit. And maybe even get an assist in a goal. Yeah. No, I, I could definitely see that coming. But, um... Yeah, so moving right along, Jake, we then have our fantasy preview, and we've made some big changes this week. What I think are good changes. Yeah, so we decided to put some money in the bank. Ooh, I love money. Uh, and the foresight for a big week next week, a big transfer, uh, we had about three mil waiting for us. Sure. And, well, after this trade, well, but we jingle transferred, in our pocket. Trans- we, we transferred out Trent Alexander-Arnold has been underperformed. Underperformed. Who I'm sure now that we've gotten rid of right. him will do great. It's kind of a curse. And we put in uh, James. James. Reese James. Reese from James. From Chelsea. Yeah. Um, uh, we talked about James. That's why I was confused for no, a second. No, I got you. But Reese James from Chelsea is a right back. We made some moolah. And next week we plan to remove Aose Perez. Who hasn't who really nothing. played. Yeah. yeah. And... Uh, Basically capitalize on him being worth about six mil. We get three point four in the bank from this trade. We're gonna have a big transfer to make next week. Uh, I'm very excited about it. But in the interim, our team of the week going forward is Fabianski and goal against Fulham. We have then Reese James against Sheffield, Thiago Silva against Sheffield, Dinier against Manchester United, Fernandez against Everton, Son against West Bromwich Albion as our vice captain. Captain James. Oh, new captain. Uh, Neto against Leicester. Uh, Helder Costa against Crystal Palace. Timo Werner against Sheffield as our captain. New captain alert. Calvert-Lewin against Manchester United. And Bamford against Crystal Palace. I think we're going to be above average. I, I hope so. Yeah. We really need to get back on track. So I'm hoping that Werner... <laughs> cool. Things but with my job done with the fantasy, Jake, we can get into my favorite segment. Mm-hmm. Jake's... Brilliant bets. Brilliant bets wow. with the boys. Thank you. Brent. Bees. Wow. Yeah. A lot of bees. A lot of bees. So last week was not so hot. I believe yeah. both legs of my well, parlay. Well, man's not hot. You know? Man's not hot. Never hot. And I believe both legs of my parlay did not hit. Yeah. Um, so we're looking to bounce back. Yeah. Big bounce. And more bees. Oh bounce my back. Gosh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Bets bounce uh, back. <laughs> and I'm going to give the listener an option here. Oh. I'm going to give them two, in my opinions opinions locks no you have two opinions <laughs> but 
you don't have to parlay them if you don't want to. Oh, if, that's nice. If you're just, you got some Django in your pocket, you're financially free, and you can put $5 on each of these. Not separately. unlike we are in fantasy. Right. <laughs> Not unlike us in fantasy with that, what, 3.4 mil? Uh, yeah, Bill. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Anyways. I have two picks for you. You can parlay together, parlay them together if you see fit. The first one is Xingming Sun to score against West Brom. Seems fair. Seems fair, you know. Uh, didn't have a goal last week, but he's been hot, so maybe he comes back from that and scores. Also, on a similar theme, Hakim Ziyech, who I've talked about plenty today, to assist in the Chelsea game against Sheffield. So what I found here is that both of these teams, Chelsea and Tottenham, are playing quite lesser competition. Whoa, that, dude! <laughs> that you expect them what? to score against at least. Sure. Um, if you were to parlay them together, which I plan on doing because I have a like problem, yeah. um, it's plus five thirty-six. Wow. Yeah. So you get upwards of twenty-seven dollars on your five-dollar bet. Yeah. Yeah. Net net profit. So yeah. Hyungmin Sun to score and Hakim Zayek to assist in their respective games. That's Jake's bet of the week. Lock it in. It's a guarantee. Well, you put your hat on it. You don't I keep, have a I hat keep forgetting to wear a hat. For but this. if you did have a hat, it would be on that metaphorical bet. Yeah. And uh, you know, that's a, you know, I I've not delivered on the nightcap. Sure. You've not delivered on the hat. Um. Maybe we start delivering on these, you know, head apparel items in the coming weeks. No. No, you don't plan to wear a hat. No, I don't. Perfect, because I don't really plan to get a nightcap. Okay. I tried really hard to find a Premier League one. They just don't exist. See, see Brent, what we could do. Knit our own. Say that we have them next week. Oh, okay. And the listener would be none the wiser. Oh, yeah. Okay. I love lying to people, yeah. Oh, me too. Especially when I know that you're lying. Uh, you know, because yeah. I can see you when exactly. I sit across from you. No, that could be good. That could be big. But yeah, Brent, uh, that pretty much wraps up this week. No, it does. Again, our last item is always giggles. Um, I've had a few. We, we have, just had some. We both had a few. Yeah, and, uh, you know, what more can you ask for out of a nice night, glass of whiskey, and, and diesel <laughs> jeans. <laughs> and, and, and I want to say, Brent, I told you that we were going to steal the Declaration of Independence this week. Yeah. And we didn't. Did you not? No. Oh, I assumed you did it without me. I was there, ready to go, in D.C., and you didn't show up. <laughs> that's, that's tough. And I'm I had a busy week, so I, I, I'm sorry. I and I bought that. you a ticket and everything. Really? Yeah. Wow. So. Shoot. Next time. Next time. Hey. Hey. Speaking of next time. For this week, the only Premier League podcast with a dress code. That dress code being jammies. I'm Brent. I'm Jacob. Oh. We'll see you next time. (laughs)